0: Good morning, good morning House Church, good morning, good morning and happy Father's Day to all the fathers, good morning, good morning. This indeed is the day that the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it, let us be thankful for our many blessings, all of which have led us here to this house on this day to be in the right place at the right time for the right reason, doing the right thing with the right people. All right, I mean, I think that's good. That's a good deal. Um, if you're new to the house, we always start with a, a mission and ethos. If you are comfortable, please stand with me and we will um, speak out our ethos. If you uh, you do not have to say this um, without knowing what you're saying. So if you just like to stand there and listen to everybody speak it, that's just fine with me. There's no requirements to speak this aloud, but we all tend to like it. So let us t- uh, say this together. House Church's mission to connect people with God and with each other in an atmosphere of love and grace. As a faith community, we are committed to living relationally according to the values of our ethos. Married, divorced, and single here, it's one family that mingles here. Conservative and liberal here, we've all got to give a little here. Doubt and believe here, we all can receive here. LGBTQIA+, and straight here. There's no hate here. Woman, man, and trans here, every gender, binary or non, can here. Whatever your race here, for all of us a place here. Rich or poor here, class differences dissolve here. Able-bodied or differently abled, you're part of the body of Christ here. Neurodivergent or neurotypical, you have the mind of Christ here. Popular and accepted or cast out and rejected, we all belong in Christ here. In imitation of the extravagant love God has for each of us and all of us, let us live in love the best we can by putting people first and label second. Bam, mic drop, yes, I'll say yes to that. Go ahead and clap it out, let's clap it. Oh, it's so good to be in front of you today. Um, y'all surprised me with all your birthday wishes and birthday greetings, thank you, and the little small group that was able to hustle over to the airport and say happy birthday. To me, I thank you guys so much for making the time to come out and do that. All the kids and the adults that were there was such a blessing. Thank you so much. Uh, My birthday was on Friday, and as a true Gemini, I make a big deal about my birthday. Now, there is another woman in the house with whom I share a birthday, and that is Beth Tenney. Beth Tenney, everybody. Happy birthday. When Marty was coming, her birthday's on the 18th, and I think there's quite a few other people that have birthdays right in the same few days. So happy birthday to all, if you're a Gemini in the house, just raise raise your hand, yeah, 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 yeah. Happy birthday, happy birthday month, happy birthday season, happy birthday year, all year long to all the Geminis. Um, The t-shirts are back there, and we did order um, some kid sizes and we did order a onesie for Caden. Uh, can y'all lift up that onesie and just show the people how beautiful the baby's baby thing is. Look at this, everybody get your ooh and all ah ready. Ah, baby. <laughs> Give Pat and Amanda and the kids a big round of applause for getting those shirts. Uh, May, if you have custom t-shirt needs for your business, your company, your family, if you just want a team shirt for your family, go to Pat and Amanda, he will get you hooked up and um, they are running those t-shirts out of, out of his home so we'd love to support him. The shirts are $25, now we have the kids shirts back there as well and those are running for about 15. Listen if you don't have the funds today to pay out for all your shirts take a shirt because pride is this week i want everybody that wants a shirt to be in a shirt if you are in a position that you could buy a family a shirt please do so just go onto the app and just pay some more money and say look then here's 100 bucks to buy a family of four whatever the case is if you have a mind to do that we would love that because we have some folks that really want shirts but you can you know it racks up when you have (laughs) know some kids and everything else it's like all right two hundred dollars in shirts I don't know you know does the does the budget support that this week you know so um, please those that can please give some more those that can't take a shirt so you hear me if you want a shirt go back and get it because they're nice and, and I want everybody to have one um, and then wherever you are in the world over your summer vacations please um, take a picture of yourself and hashtag it house pride now I've been noticing that people have been hashtagging all different kinds of things so whatever you end up doing just make sure you do it and you get your ha- I'm thinking hashtag house pride would be nice um, wherever you are in the world and then tell us where you are on all of your travels that would be cool I wore mine last week on business in Ohio and I got a lot of second glances because mine says uh, pastor hugs on it and when you're out in the big wide world with pastor hugs on you better get your life together Okay, you gotta get get it together and don't mess up, okay? Don't be wrong about anything. You be sweet, you be kind, but you all remember last Friday, I wasn't trying to be nice because my flights were late and everything was bad and I made a decision. Now I'm gonna preach a second because last Friday my flights were so delayed that I was supposed to get home at 1.30 p.m. Everybody say 1.30 in the afternoon. I was supposed to be home. I didn't get home till 8.30 p.m. How upset was I? I was upset. Couldn't get out of it. Not the Lord, not the Holy Spirit, no angel was getting me out of that bad mood. I just went ahead and sunk into it mad. Okay? This Friday, I get up to go and and get onto the plane and and I was like, I was searching my heart, you know. I was thinking, Lord, is it even possible that these flights are going to be on time or am I going to have a repeat of last Friday? And so I made a decision as my contingency plan is that I was going to not let it steal my peace and not let it steal my joy. If I was going to spend the whole day in two airports and four airplanes, that I was going to just let it be well with my soul. And thankfully, the Lord had mercy on me on my birthday. Not that God's in charge of the flight schedules, but um, it was... (laughs) It was nice. I was able to make it home by 1:30. Hallelujah. What am I even talking about? Baptisms and conscious commitment ceremony. Um, July 17th, we're ramping up for that. Um, we believe in conscious commitments around here. We believe that when you opt in to who you already are as the beloved in Christ, um, that there needs to be a declaration to one's community, I am a big one on ritual. Ritual puts a punctuation in life's run- on sentence ritual is something where you pause you pause you pay attention you integrate you process and then you move forward that's what you're doing here today it's just ritual it's time to be a part of community it's time to button yourself into something larger than yourself and so when we make these conscious commitments and you make a commitment to your community your community makes a commitment back to you um it feels you feel like yeah i'm in this i'm a part of this it does not change your status in heaven okay it just changes who you are in relationship to your community Okay, your status in heaven is already sealed between you and the Lord Jesus, your covenant representative. That's why they don't let me do announcements, is because I start preaching all the way through it. But Marsha, Marsha is gone. Marsha is at the beach. Everybody say boo to Marsha. Well, I say boo to y'all. Listen to the beach. Oh, the sun's in your eyes. You can't see the screen, right? Okay, cool. Whatever. Um, Marsha and Christina, we love y'all and we miss you, Marsha. Doing announcements, ways to give, text to give. Uh, get it on the HCT app, download the app, and just um, give that way. And also you should know that if you're giving larger funds, like if you were given more than $1,000, you can enter your bank account number in there and it actually takes a less percentage out. Um, so you don't have to give with just a credit card. Y- your credit card will stay on file, but also your bank account number will stay on file. So if you're giving more and you don't want uh, the fees to come out of that, cause it's hard to see that chunk of money go out in fees, you can just put it in your bank account and it's only like less than 1% it takes, go ahead, what's next, am I done, did I do it, what am I doing, oh, 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 we have Father's Day things too, Miss April, if you would like to, children, children, where are some children, please go and quietly, reverently, with all the holiness that you have, walk back to Miss April and take up the little presents, because we have Father's Day, Um, isn't that a nice slide? a cool slide. House Church Tulsa celebrates fathers. So um, like we do with mothers and Mother's Day, if you identify as a father, and I'm, I'm serious about this, if you have fathered and mothered your children, you deserve a s'more today, okay? <laughs> so anybody, <laughs> let these children, help these children deliver all these Father's Day gifts And so on. if you have fathered and mothered your children, you get a s'mores today, all the fathers first. We've got one up here, kids. We've got one up here, I got a father up in here. Yes, yes, yes. And help our kids out. If you identify as a dad, go ahead and raise your hand. Hank got one. Hank's got seven kids, so he doesn't even have enough for all of his kids in one pack. He's gotta have two packs. Anybody have more than seven children in here? Then everyone bow to Hank right there. Everybody just give Hank (laughs) some love. (laughs) If you need wisdom, get it from Hank. All right. So collectively, we say Happy Father's Day to all of our fathers. Thank you for being an example to all of us. I think, um, yeah, peace, blessings with Amber. We're going to. Come on up, Amber. And we do have a Juneteenth slide. We want to celebrate Juneteenth today. Say yes to that, yes to Juneteenth. Where's your Juneteenth slide, sweetie? Because that was so cute. Yeah, go ahead and clap for that.
1: Do know what Juneteenth is? is it, raise your hand, be vulnerable, raise your hand if you do not know what Juneteenth is, if you do not know what Juneteenth is. Everybody in this room knows? Well, I don't need to say nothing, okay. Well, let me just remind, you, I think it's an interesting, you know, you don't give a preacher a mic, but I think it's really fascinating that we celebrate Juneteenth because everyone was finally free, right? So the law had already said that they were free two years before. And the people in Texas didn't know, and so they were still being a slave in Texas. It's like being in a zoo and the doors open and they can leave, but they don't go anywhere, right? I mean, like, I don't know about you, but I've experienced that, where freedom was available and I didn't choose it. So I love this holiday, because I think it marks a moment that we can all recognize and kind of empathize with that they were free and they didn't know they were free. And that is something big.:
0: No no, no, no. Good morning.
2: Happy Father's Day.: Take a deep breath with me. to all the fathers today. I do not just mean the fathers who have coached T-ball and stepped on Legos and hoisted little ones onto their shoulders, but you are certainly included in this blessing too. You are the beloved in Christ. But I also mean peace to those whose fathering relationship status on Facebook would read it's complicated. To the fathers who do not feel capable or loved or loving, the ones who are just sure that they have been getting it wrong, To the fathers who are grieving lost babies and lost dreams and straight lines on pregnancy tests. To the fathers who have had to say goodbye to children at any age for any reason, you are the beloved in Christ. Peace to the fathers lost to addiction and to the children who mourn them. To the ones who are not accepted by their fathers or by their children for who they are or whom they love. To the ones abandoned as children for whom the word father still rings harshly in their ears and their mouth. You are the beloved in Christ. Peace to the bonus dads who did not see their babies birthed in hospitals, but choose them again and again with intentionality and love. Peace to the foster dads who give their children a soft place to land and hold space for trauma and tears with video games and suitcases and love. Peace to the adoptive dads who freely give their love and their name. Peace to the fathers who are mothers, the mothers who are fathers, the grandfathers, the godfathers, the uncles, and the chosen family who always show up. You are the beloved in Christ. Peace to those who learn to father themselves, and now you're passing on your wisdom with tenderness and care. To those with animal babies who fill their home, with hair and their heart with love, to those who father their friends, the kind who will check your oil and make sure that your tires are aired up. You are the beloved in Christ. Peace to the ones who polish nails and brush hair and defy harmful stereotypes every day. Peace to the ones always armed with a dad joke. And to the ones never afraid to wear socks with sandals. Peace to the ones who father the earth as provider and protector. You are the beloved in Christ. Peace to those giving out free dad hugs, to the ones who have been rejected, to those who fear for their children leaving the house because of the color of their skin, and to the ones who always step in to protect them, to those who use their privilege to seek justice and equity for all people, and to all the fathers and all the children who love someone they just can't be with right now. You are the Beloved in Christ. Peace to you.
0: Beautiful, would you stand with me? Beautiful. At this time, we are going to extend our grace and peace to one another. At this time, you are going to connect with somebody else's eyeballs and be respectful of their personal space. We are going to um, exchange our grace and peace to one another, after which we're going to sing together. And I'm going to let Miss April be in charge as to when the children will be dismissed. April, we're all just going to pay attention to you as to when you want that to happen. I think it'll be somewhere during the, the music. God bless you as you greet one another.
3: Perfect love cast out fear. Why should I? Know that you will always be right next to me. Mm -hmm. Still, my vision's kind of. we
1: Drummers, please join us on the stage.
4: Thank you. Let me get the right song out. Yes.
1: I got a thing for (laughs) drummers.
4: Bonnie Sue. Well, good morning, House Church. Good morning. Come and worship with us. Our drummer is giving out hugs, which is a beautiful thing. (laughs) And we just want to say thank you to Bonnie for stepping in and drumming for us this morning. Everybody, give her a hand clap. She says yes to a lot of things. <laughs> so this first song that we're going to do, we did it a few weeks ago. It's called Good God. And, and, and it's not like good God. It's like, no, good God, right? <laughs> so this song, we're going to start out with the chorus. And this is the song where there's lots of words. And I want you to be really loud and use your voice and say, you are a good God. You, you yes, good God. you are a good God. So stand with us. If you can, if you're able. It's not a requirement. I love that so many things are not a requirement. I do. <laughs> you do have to sing. If you guys could hear yourselves sometimes, it's such a blessing to us that are up here. Because it sounds like there's a thousand people in here because your voices are so strong and beautiful. All right, so we're going to start. I hope that this worship experience is a, a good one for you, a joyful one for you.
5: you my favorite part. (laughs) (laughs)
4: I'm trying to decide if we want to go back to the other song
2: Do
1: Do it again
4: (laughs) You know we have these moments where it's like I know we need to go somewhere I don't think it's the message yet But should we do another song Do you guys feel like doing the uh, Bless Your Name again Sure. Let's do Bless Your Name again (laughs)
1: Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Lord. feet. See if you can feel that energy in your feet where your feet touch the ground. Let it settle your bones, settle into your hips, settle into your feet and your knees. Hallelujah. your hand on your heart and your hand on your belly and say hallelujah.
4: You know, sometimes it's through our singing that things get worked out on the inside. And sometimes we have to change the plan and go back and redo a song and and then we get where we want to go, amen? It's not always what we planned originally. <laughs> and I have to tell you that uh, I so appreciate the grace from this community To be able to, um, whoo, am I really loud? I feel like I'm really loud. Um, I appreciate the grace from all of you to be able to do that. To be able to stop at the end of a song and go, "Mm, we still didn't hit it. (laughs) Let's do something else. I really appreciate that. Well, my name is Heidi, and I am one of the pastors here at House Church, and I am really, really happy to be with you today. I'm excited to have an opportunity to bring the message. It's been a while since I've been up here, so I'll be honest and vulnerable, which this whole message is honest and vulnerability. Um, I'm a little nervous. I don't normally get nervous <laughs> when I'm up here, but I'm nervous today. But I also know that um, when I say yes, He does what needs to be done in me, for what needs to be done gets heard. and. And uh, I want to say happy Father's Day to all the dads in the house. Part of what I'm going to do today is share my story with you about my relationship with my dad. And um, it's not a super happy story, but I'm also going to share with you my relationship with God, my father, and how that relationship and that realization of who I am as the beloved helped me get to a place of healing in my relationship with my biological father I know that um, there are many different types of families represented here and I love that about the house church community that no one family is the same we have what some people would call normal families but we have a lot of families that fall into all kinds of different categories so to speak we have two moms and two dads and we have single moms and single dads and We have all different kinds of families represented here today, and I just want to acknowledge that and say thank you to all of you who are parenting, who are doing what needs to be done for our kids to grow and be nourished and cared for so that they can have a life that's good and they can become who they're created to be. I'm grateful for that. Each one of us has a different story about our relationship with our father. And like I said earlier, my story is not a real happy one, but it's not totally sad. I did not grow up with my biological father. I didn't actually get to meet him in person until uh, 1985, which was the summer of what was going to be my 16th birthday. I had had a few phone calls here and there and knew who my father was, and I could tell you the whole story about my siblings and i have several siblings we're all half siblings i don't have any siblings that are full blood we share the same mom and dad all my siblings we either have the same dad or the same mom so there's a lot of us but we're all spread out all over the place so i didn't know my dad very well and on that summer i had an opportunity to go and be with him and my sister who lived with me also had an opportunity to go and meet her dad so we flew to New York together, because my dad lived in Vermont, her dad lived in New York, so we kind of met in the middle somewhere. Her dad took her and my dad took me. So I got to go to Putney, Vermont. It was the first time I had ever flown anywhere. And, um, well, this, that's not true. The summer before that, I'd gone to California. But it was the first time I'd ever been anywhere outside of California or Arizona. So I flew to Putney, I met my dad, And I remember being super excited about meeting him. I talked to him on the phone a few times. I knew that he was married. I knew that his wife had several children. She had five kids that they were raising together. And so I was looking forward to meeting my dad and I was looking forward to meeting my step-siblings and I was just excited and scared all at the same time because I don't know this person. So I wanna be safe, right? So I get to meet my dad, I meet his wife, I meet his kids. We spend part of the summer together, not the whole summer. I got there in June and I stayed with them until after the 4th of July and then flew back home. But in that period of time, I got to know who he was a little bit. And we went on a canoeing trip together. Now mind you, I am 15, I have not come out yet. My dad was in the military. uh, He served in the Vietnam War and um, he was like an all outdoors kind of guy wanted to fish all the time, so I did a lot of fishing, which I had not done before, and I'm proud to say that I caught either bigger or more fish than he did. I don't know why. I just had the right cheese on my hook, I guess, because that's what we were <laughs> we were using for bait. Um, so we went on a canoeing trip down the Canada River. It was a two-day trip, so we started off, and then we camped on the bank side, put up our tent, did all our stuff, and <laughs> What I remember is my father laughing at me because I had on combat boots, BDU pants, a sh- a hat, the BDU hat, you know, that's the camouflage, and a Rambo knife. I want you to picture this for a minute. <laughs> I'm in combat boots and like half of a BDU uniform I have on a hat, a T-shirt, and I have my Rambo knife. And... <laughs> My dad just, you know, he never really said anything to me about, hmm, I wonder why you're in that outfit. He never said any of that to me. Um, But we had a great time. And uh, we did Fourth Fourth of July with he and his brother and my sister in New York and that family. And um, my father and my sister's father are brothers. And we can talk about that later. It's really, it's a big story. But that's why my, f- my sister and I flew together, because their dads, our dads are brothers, and so. Um, so we celebrated with them 4th of July, then we went home, and then my 16th birthday was in August. My birthday's on August 9th. So I left there with the expectation that I would have, I now have this great relationship with my dad. Like, I've met him, I've met his wife, his wife really likes me. I've met my siblings and although they took me out one night and got me completely drunk um, (laughs) I I was expecting that I would have this great relationship that from this point forward there would be consistency that from this point forward I would know that I've been chosen by my father that I would know that we have relationship he's going to be there for me when I need something he's going to be there for me because we've established this now these were my expectations when I live when I left there. But I didn't hear from my dad till so I got a call on my sixteenth birthday. He wished me happy birthday and called me Sarge because I was in ROTC in high school and I was a drill sergeant. If you can imagine that. Hey, I was really good at it. Like when they needed like I don't, if none of you are in the military, here's what happens. Like, we have a, a review every month, and everybody's in uniform, and they're at the battalion is standing at one end of the football field. And my colonel would have a bullhorn be at the other end of the football field. And if he couldn't get everybody's attention, he called me. Because I was the one with the loud enough voice, the big enough voice to call everybody to attention. So that's why they made me a drill sergeant, <laughs> because everybody listen to me (laughs) so um, my dad called me on my 16th birthday and then I didn't hear from my dad again until I graduated in 89 I was a second year senior I was supposed to graduate in 88 but I graduated in 89 and he called me to congratulate me for getting my high school diploma and then I didn't hear from my dad again until 1990 when I had my daughter Catherine and so that time period i i still was fighting for the relationship i still was wanting to be known and chosen like you're you have a family and you have five other children that you're raising and i'm your child too and i want to be chosen and so i went through this whole period of time of trying to figure out do i make all the calls do i send all the cards because i didn't get birthday cards i didn't i didn't get there was none of that and so um I had finally decided I'm just not going to do it I'm not going to put the time and effort in well then I didn't hear from my dad or talk to my dad from 1990 when my daughter was born till 2014 which was the year that he died and I was faced with a really really tough decision and what happened is I think there was about a three week period of time before my father passed away that I had conversation with him probably once a week his wife would get him on the phone. He was very sick, he died of of bladder cancer, and so I did have an opportunity to talk to him a few times through those weeks. And then he passed away on February 8th of 2014. So I have been one of those children that have grown up with that lacking in, in myself, that longing to belong to someone the longing to feel like you chose me like you birthed me and you chose me too because sometimes that doesn't always happen right? sometimes we're birthed but we're not always chosen by the people that birth us and our our biological parents and I also want to say that I know that there are families where there are mothers and fathers or mothers or fathers whatever the case may be where children are deeply loved deeply loved and parents are there and fathers are present and fathers are involved and fathers are doing all the things that dads do to help their kids know i love you and i'm here for you and i support you and i want to know who you are and i want to help you know who you are i know that there are so many fathers out there that are not like mine i know that and i'm super grateful when i get to meet fathers like that i've had men in my life that have been sort of surrogate fathers. Some that I've been close to. Some that I haven't. I've I've had men in my father figures, if you will, in my life. I was sharing earlier with Bonnie. Um, her dad, Randy, is one of the ones. Her dad is. He's like what six foot two. Sean type. Okay. So her dad's really really tall, big man. And when I first met him, he reminded me of my grandfather because he's kind of big like that, and he has big hands, and he's just super sweet. But I had the privilege of having him be sort of a father figure in my life for a while. And then I get to meet Jule's dad, who came and spent the night with us, was with us for a few days. And her daddy too, tall and had the sweetest spirit, and just a little bit of dementia just enough that he was like he was so sweet all the time and he'd say well honey come here and talk to me come here honey come talk to me had on a little house church beanie you know and I just would look at him and go oh my gosh you are so sweet yeah I just want to hug you and love on you and I want you to be my dad that's how I spent most of my life I want you to be my dad when there were men that came into my life that were safe that were good that were helpful And um, so I I spent a lot of the years of my life longing. And when my husband and I divorced, I went through this period of time of being absolutely determined that my daughter was going to have her father in her life. And we did that. And we worked hard at it. And it wasn't always easy because I had come out. And so, you know, there was some friction there for a while. But we worked it out. And uh, and my daughter is um, good for it. Like, my daughter is really awesome and amazing because she's got both of her parents in her life, and she's got the people that are with her parents in her life as well that are supporting her and loving her. So I know that anything is possible, right? I went through a lot not having a dad in my life. It's hard when you don't have your dad in your life. I know that for some of us, the relationship is non-existent. For some of us, it's tumultuous. For some of us, it's just a little rough around the edges. For some of us, it's really, really, really hard. And we try to make it work, but it doesn't always work. But we still try because we love them. And so I was constantly going through this feeling of, I am missing something in my life. That there's something inside of me that is that needs to be whole, that needs to feel wanted, that needs to have that, that need of being wanted filled, that need of being chosen over others filled. And I, when I came to know God and I came to my own realization of who I am in Christ and who I am as the beloved of God, that hole was filled for me because I was able to, and I know that this isn't true for everyone, I know that it's not natural for everyone to just immediately be able to call god father i see you and i hear you because i know there are some of you in the house and it's totally we always say however you can relate to god or however you want to refer to god that's fine it's good whatever works for you and, and helps you connect but for me for whatever reason i was able to instantly be able to refer to god as my father and it felt so good it feels so good When I say, Father, I love you. Or when I sing a song, Father, by your grace, we come. Because for me, God is more that than anything else really in my life. He's the father that I never had. There is a consistency in my relationship with Abba. I love to call God Abba. That's what the young children called their daddies. The young Hebrew children called their daddies Abba. And I love to know that I can do that. And even though I don't have a physical manifestation of God in my life, I do have representation always of God in my life. And that's all of you. All of the people in my life are a representation. That's, that's my proof, so to speak, that God is always, always, always in my life. So when I came to know God and I came to know who I am, that began to be, that hole inside of me began to be filled up, and I fell deeply in love with God and with my father. And I have always, always been able to um, cling to that relationship. It has filled me. It has healed me. It has helped me in so many different ways in my life, in so many times when I've been hurt and I just needed my daddy's lap to cry in. I had that. I had that. When I needed to be healed or when I need to be taught or when I need to be corrected or when I need to be, and I mean corrected in a good way. I don't, I don't mean that in a, in a bad way. I don't mean that as a, you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm not going to keep saying it, you know what I mean. But when I need to know the right way to go, when I need to know the right thing to do, I have my father and he helps me. And it, it took a lot of people showing me. I had a teacher that taught me the word, that taught me scriptures, that helped me know who Father is for me, and helped me know who I am to God, Father. And I want to share just a couple of those with you. But one of the first ones that I learned is Psalm 27. In verse 10, it says, When my father, and some say, and my mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. When my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. For me, that means that the Lord will pull me close. He will take me from whatever is harming me or hurting me or or causing me conflict, and he will take me up and hold me to him. And in Psalm 68, 5, he is a father to the fatherless and a mother to the motherless. So all of us who have missed that relationship with our dads or even with our moms God can be that for us and I know that there are some that are working through that you're working through your relationship with God trying to get to a place where you can have that where you can say father Or you, when, we for, when we first started house church um, father was how I only knew God that way only in the male pronouns remember it took me a long time before I could come to the place of saying, Father, Mother, God, where I could receive God as not only my father, but my mother as well. It took me a long time to get there. But I think once you can, it opens, it opens so much of your heart up for all the things that God can do for you. In 2 Corinthians six eighteen, it says, I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, and I like to add in there, and my children, says the Lord Almighty because we don't all identify as sons or daughters. But we all know that we're the beloved, right? You know you're the beloved in Christ? Okay, just checking. (laughs) It was hard for me to grow up knowing that another family had been chosen over me. It's still hard sometimes, and I go to therapy and we talk about it. And I encourage you to do the same. (laughs) Because knowing who God is and going to therapy coupled together is really cool. It's really good for you. (laughs) How many can agree? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So it was hard, and like I said, sometimes it still is. But I also know this from Ephesians 1, verses 3 through 4. And if you'll remember, we were reminded of this last week. Pastor Bonnie read this scripture, and I was sitting there, and I was like, she's taking my scripture for next week. I'm going to use that. But she did such a beautiful job explaining. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Woe. For me, not only does it help me know that I was chosen before that I don't have to go through any kind of formulas or certain types of prayers or any of that to be accepted and chosen by God but it also helps me know that my God chose me he chose me and I would even dare to say he chose me first <laughs> oh. but it helped me know that yeah I was chosen And not only was I chosen but I was divinely created For me, knowing that, knowing that I've been chosen, knowing that before I was formed in my mother's womb, God knew everything about me. It, like, when you, when you look at that scripture, it's uh, Psalm 139, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. I was studying one time about being knit together, and what that means is that God actually knew your very frame, your bone structure. That's how deeply and intimately God knows us. And I needed to know that. I needed that. That brought me such healing to know, okay, I am known. Not only am I chosen, but I'm known. And not only am I known, but I have a bloodline in me that's eternal. Wow. The blood that flows through my veins is eternal. It's never going to go away. There's a divine plan and purpose for my life. I just have to say yes to it, and follow after it, and seek God, and I'll know. All the things that I longed for, that I missed without having my biological father, I was able to receive from God my father. And I say that because I want you to know that for me, I have been able now to get into a place of wholeness. The whole me Do I still struggle and have issues? Well, yeah, because I still go to therapy, right? But the whole me can stand before you today and honestly tell you that I know that I'm chosen. I know that there's a divine plan and purpose for my life. I know that I am known. All of me is known by God. There's nothing in me that's foreign to God. I'm fully known, fully known. I wanted to share this with you on Father's Day because I I know that there are so many of us that struggle with our relationships with our dads and I know that lots of different things are going to be happening today. There's going to be some celebrations. I imagine there'll be some cooking, some grilling, some ties given, some cool t-shirts, dad mugs. You know, you've seen it all on Amazon. All the cool dad stuff. And I also know that today is a bittersweet day for some of us. Some of us have lost our fathers. And so today is a day of memories, some good, some bad. It's a hard day. And then for some of us, it's just another day because we don't have a dad. But I wanted to share this with you because I want you to be able to know that you have a father, that God can be that for you if you need that. If you'll say yes and open your heart, God can be a father to you. God can fill those voids for you. God can be the one to let you know that you are chosen. You are beloved. You are secure. He's consistent in our lives. I never had that consistency, but God is forever consistent. So I'm going to have Pastor Bonnie come up. We're going to do communion together. And I wanted to also remind us of what she said. Agape love is my Home, Because many of us who haven't had our fathers in our life feel like, well, where's my home? Where do I belong? We're always in the love of God. That's our home. That's our rooted place. We are rooted and grounded in that love, right? Thank you. Thank you for letting me share my heart with you. I hope it was a blessing to you.
0: It was a blessing to me. It's always, yes, big kind of applause for Heidi. You hot, huh? You hot. Well, I just want to say that um, that was about um, 0.5% of of that story. Um, And I happen to know Heidi's uh, whole story. And if time would permit and she were able to share more of it, it's even more amazing um, when you know what her relationship was with her stepdad. And how Heidi has still been able to uh, move through life um, relying on the comforting presence of God in our life Um, it's one of those deals that if you know the whole thing you just have to praise God with her. because uh, um, to be in your right mind in right relationship part of a community come on somebody that's the power of grace loving kindness and compassion There's no um, substitute for that dad, you know. There's nothing like it. But what I know is that God has this very special way when that father that you really want, that one dad, you know, the one that you really, really wish were there. Or the one that you have and you wish that he would be the dad you really wanted, that you really need. Maybe he doesn't understand what you're going through. Maybe he doesn't understand how to relate to you. Maybe he's on drugs today. Maybe he's in a home today. Maybe he's sick today. Maybe he's in another space today. He's not in this realm. But we know that pain. We know that pain. And it doesn't just uh, happen in an instant. But I know something about being a part of community that God will make it up to you. God will make it up to you. There's a way that the Lord will fill that very, very tender, hurting spot. Yeah, go ahead and play. You didn't need to stop playing. yeah, God will, and if it's not for you this year because it hurts too bad, God will wait. As we receive the children back in, and we prepare our hearts for communion, staying very, very reverent and quiet, staying reverent and sweet and calm, I'm so glad the children come back in so thankful that you're here to receive this moment with us. This is our church. We come to these tables, right, because we remember that we're a people of forgiveness. We come because we're a people of forgiveness. That's why we come. And with the word ministered today and the heart that was ministered today, you can come to the cross and light a candle You can come to the table and write a note to yourself, put it in that box with the flowers on it for yourself for later. You can check back with it nine months from now, six months from now, a year from now. Some of you have cards in there that have been there since before the pandemic. Look through there. See what you wrote yourself in 2019 (laughs) or what you wrote yourself in 2020. You can also drop a rock into the vase of water as a symbol of your letting something go today. It may not be possible for you to have a relationship with yourself. I'm sorry. But I know that if we open our eyes to what we have right around us, the Lord will make it up to you. After we do this interactive communion space, I want this house to be tender, to be sweet and kind, to hug one another if you can, if you feel comfortable. I want you to weep with those who weep, mourn with those who mourn, rejoice with those who rejoice. Be the body. You know what I'm saying. Stand up with me. If you will, please stand with me. Heidi, great, great, beautiful message. Thank you for bringing us to the heart of the Father. And so after you do the interactive worship um, experiences that you can have around here, you can write over on that table drop a rock do a candle la, la la then you come over here and grab up communion we've got gluten-free bread as well as pre-packaged communion if you feel safe with that um, and then so take it up and then take it back to your seat and we'll take it all together okay so that's the only thing you have to wait on god bless you as you come and as you receive um, whichever way you would like to worship today whichever feels comfortable to you god bless you as you come